Welcome, Avengers, to an action-packed episode 33 of Press YYZ, Wakanda Forever. We record live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv slash pressyyz. And if you've got Amazon Prime, you've got Prime Gaming. You like us? Great. We'd happily accept that if you haven't already given it to somebody else, but make sure to use it or you'll lose it. You can follow us on Twitter at pressyyz, where we post updates about the show, our happenings, and everything going on in all of our lives. I'm your leader for the evening, Mitch George, joined by his head's in the clouds, AJ Fraser. Happy birthday, Sega Dreamcast. Nine nine ninety nine. Twenty one years ago. Think about it. It's great. He only does everything. Alexander Cozy Cozina. Hey hey hey. What's going on, Internet? The phenomenal Nathan McInerney. I'm trying to figure out how I can grind around this room on my skateboard. <laughs> and our special guest joining us for the first time, the Spoon Man, aka the Man of Many Utensils, aka Alan Spooner Martinez. Avengers is How you doing, buddy? Oh my yes. god, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, thank you guys for having me. There's a reason we had you on this episode in particular, and that's because that new logo you're seeing all over the place, that was all you. What? What? Which logo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are talking yeah. About? The one that's floating around the Twitch, it's floating <laughs> around the Twitters. I gave some oh, yeah. feedback on that. I'll take a little bit of the credit. Thank you very much. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. A ten, a fi- what was it? 5%? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Royalties from here until the time we decide not to use it anymore. <laughs> no, you, 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 you helped us out. We, uh, we, we collaborated on this logo. We mm-hmm. love it, so thank you. Oh, I'm so and, glad. Uh, yeah, we're happy to have you here, man. Thank you guys for having me. It's, uh, I, I haven't recorded a podcast in over a year, and I'm very nervous, but I'm down. <laughs> I'm here. Let's it's okay. Do this. We barely record a podcast every <laughs> week. Sometimes it doesn't even really work out, so it'll be fun. <laughs> I just I just like to fart out of my mouth into this microphone, so it's fine. Oh, You're, you'll fit in just fine. All right, cool. Uh, speaking of farting out of your mouth into a microphone, AJ, you've been playing No Man's Sky. I know, right? It, crazy. It, it came out yeah, like a like a smelly fart four years ago, but um, yeah, I uh, I I decided to dust off my PSVR and uh, put it on and start using it, um, and. I, I over the past few days I've been playing uh, just No Man's Sky in VR and I think that is the at this point the not the only way to play it's totally fine and pl- plausible to play it uh, and have an enjoyable time you know first person or third person but in VR it just adds a, a completely different aspect to it um it's uh incredibly immersive and you know i I don't get um i get motion sick uh in in a car but vr sick i have not gotten until you know trying to fly a, a spaceship in this game so you take the two move uh, controllers and they're basically like your hotas stick your typical flight sim stick and you use your your right one as your joystick and your left one on, on an angle as your thruster and everything like that and it can be disorienting and it can churn your stomach a bit but um overall i'm having a lot of fun with it and you know I, it's very hard for me to sit here right now and not just turn around put the headset on and just do it do it right now i i could do that i could do that. <laughs> i mean we we're not we, we're not doing anything better than that right now we're just recording this so i mean you know whatever all right i 
I know I know I transitioned to that really quick, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. Sure. Alan. Me. You are a kind of funny best friend. Yeah. You are an affiliated Twitch streamer. Am and I? give everyone the, the rundown. Who is Alan Martinez, aka Spooner? Uh I am Alan Martinez, aka Spooner. Um I started streaming maybe end of last year, and I can't believe it's already September. Yeah, that's yeah. bonkers. Um, I stream at twitch.tv slash Spooner with three O's, no E. I hate that, like, Twitch didn't let me do the un uh, the underscore Spooner, and now it ruined, like, the rest of my uh, rest of my usernames with Twitter and Instagram, but I whatever, I have to deal with it. And, um, yeah, so I've been streaming. I'm a Twitch affiliate. I am a KFBF. I actually didn't learn about kind of funny until a few years ago when i like got a job at vaughn and my commutes started to be like at least an hour long there one way uh and then a friend of mine commit recommended uh that i start listening to kind of funny because the guys were just so cool and stuff like that so i was like all right you know what i'm starting to play more video games so i'm gonna start listening to more video game podcasts because they're awesome and uh Listening to more kind of funny content and taking in more kind of funny content sort of pushed me and inspired me to do more things in the video game industry. And that's when I wanted to just start streaming and start taking up stuff like that. But other than that, I am a full-time graphic designer. Uh, I'm a collector of things uh, as if it wasn't, if it wasn't obvious already. Um, <laughs> What kind of things? What's your What's your top three collection? What do you mean, my top three collections? What does that mean? What are your three favorite collectibles? Oh my god! Okay. Uh, uh, sign statue downstairs. Uh, J. Scott Campbell from Sideshow. Um, photograph of me and Stan Lee. And that's a good one. And 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 a, a pair a pair of sneakers. <laughs> A pair of sneakers. Um, Collectible sneakers. That was inspired by Spider-Man that released in 2008, which kicked off a sneaker obsession. So, yeah, I am. I am. Wow. So you're saying that none of those three things are the limited edition Karzani model from Bionicle in 2008. So I started collecting comic books in, <laughs> in 2007. <laughs> no, Cozy. He doesn't have any Bionicles in his collection. Oh, but one actually, one of the big things that I adore if you want me to go into lego cozy this one's for you uh was okay, a well, wedding present at least present. you knew that it was a subsidiary <laughs> oh, of lego oh dude i <laughs> i loved bionicle when i was like seven so you're good um um <laughs> my uh one of my groomsmen got me a uh the millennium falcon lego the big one nice the oh. big boy oh and i have captain america's shield downstairs that are from my groomsmen as well and that i adore with all my heart there, that's my top five. I actually, top I'm five. pretty sure I had the exact Millennium Falcon that you have. The thing is, is that as a kid, though, I didn't do a very good job of upkeeping it and keeping it in one piece. And so I have all the pieces scattered around my house. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know if I would ever be able to reassemble it. Oh, my God. That's one of my biggest fears about, like, I want to start collecting Lego, like start little or whatever. But... My one thing's like, oh god, I lost one piece, and now I can't even look at this thing without remembering the one piece I lost. <laughs> I'm not. So here's the thing: I'm not like super upset about it because I actually got this Millennium Falcon secondhand from a guy 
who was selling it for like $40. So it's not like my parents gave it to me as a Christmas gift and it was this gigantic expensive purchase, but it was a lesson learned and I'm never going to repeat it. Oh, it's a humble brag, but it's not the same Millennium Falcon. Yours is like the super, like the high end, like it's the, the, big, the newer big, one, big, right? Big boy, it's the, the big, big boy. boy. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about one of the older models. No, 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 no. It's a big boy. It's no, the new one. That's the problem with Legos now is they're so dang expensive to get those really nice collectible sets. They are. They are. It is what it is, I suppose. But yeah, that's 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 uh, me. That's who. That's that's I am Spooner. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, other than that, Spooner, you play games, right? I do. I do. So what games you've been playing? Okay, so to let everyone know off the top, our topic of the show is going to be just discussing Tony Hawk and Avengers. We're not going to do any of our fun little shenanigans, our games and things like that. But uh, So we're going to save the Tony Hawk and the Avengers talk to the end of the show. So other than those two games, I, I know you've been playing Avengers. I don't know about Tony Hawk. But other than that, what have you been up to? Uh, I have been, other than collecting toys... Um, before Avengers, I was grinding out Ghost of Tsushima. I was actually on my way to finishing the game for a second time just for the uh, story because holy smokes, Ghost of Tsushima is absolutely incredible. Um, I, so I got my platinum and I wanted to just replay it before I, before Avengers came out, but I was too slow because I still like to explore the world and take pictures and, and pet foxes. Uh, but other than Ghost of Tsushima, it's been Fall Guys. It's been a lot of uh, watching Among Us, and I've I've started to play Among Us, and I want to get good at killing people. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Go on. Um, I'm, no, I'm that's exactly now. what it sounds like for Among Us. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, Tony Hawk is actually on my list. I think as soon as I finish the Avengers story and I start to play more multiplayer with everyone else, and I have more time to sort of pick up another game for the stream and stuff like that, it's going to be, it's probably going to be Tony Hawk remake one and two. That's a good one. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's one I'm, I'm probably like, okay. So to tan tangent a little bit, uh, if anyone did catch it, we did, we did build my PC that's been sitting in my living room for the last three months or no, not that long. Time is weird right now. Uh, so I'm probably going to pick up Tony Hawk on the PC just to, you know, Let's play an old game on this really yeah. super high-end PC, because why not? <laughs> Literally, all I've used it for at this point is playing oh. Among Us. That was weird. Don't worry, we're back. Oh. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on my end, too. That was weird. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just been... Yeah, Among Us is... Oh, my God. It's it's ridiculous how much fun you can have lying to and killing your best friends. Mm-hmm. It's mm. just so good. And turning off the lights and uh, cutting out everyone's oxygen... Closing doors. Setting off a nuclear reaction. <laughs> nuclear meltdown. Exactly. Yeah. Have uh, have any of you guys, like, I know Alan and I have been playing it. Uh, Cozy, Nathan, TJ, or AJ. I say all TJ? I know He's is that, all I know about this game is that it's become like a gigantic success on Twitch against all odds, and that's about it. Yeah, it's crazy it, because the game came out two years ago. Um, one developer, I believe, and two artists... That sounds and, right. And it literally did not blow up until last week or something like that. It's just been it's been picked up by big streamers and and everyone's just been playing it. It's bonkers how it blew up. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 funny too because they've already announced a sequel to the game. So development on the game had basically stopped. Hmm. And then it blew up the way it did. So now they're like, "Oh god, we our servers are held together with band-aids and duct tape and it does not like I want to know how much money game, they made the game. in like a week and a half." <laughs> 
it must have been ridiculous because the game's only six dollars on and, Steam, and it's free, and it's ad enabled on mobile. Yeah, yeah, free on mobile with ads. So it's crazy. Yeah. It's so good. Like I was playing with the kind of NYC crew last night, and it was oh my god, it was just it. It's it's such a fun time. Like it's, we, I want us to do a stream of it. It's that good. Like it'd be so much fun. It's such a simple I, concept, but like stuff like like murder mysteries and things like that is actually such a blast to play with friends. I watched, and um, I, w I watched uh, the Giant Bomb folks uh, play this, and I watched um, a couple of the offline TV uh, Let's Plays of it. Um, and it, yeah, it, it looks like it's uh, something special. And I'm surprised it took so long to, like, finally get discovered. That's Yeah, that offline TV, I think, were the ones that, like, helped to skyrocket it. Yeah. I've never Absolutely. heard of offline TV until recently and because of this game, because of like oh. uh, Valkyrie and stuff like that, because she's going to start mm -hmm. partnering up and teaming up with them. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's that, I, I'm pretty sure they 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 played a big part in, in blowing up among us. So uh, apparently, too, it wasn't it, it didn't blow up in the West right away. It was actually I, I linked an article in the Twitch chat and I can send it out to everyone else later, but. Uh, there was an article from Kotaku with the developers and like some random streamer in Korea found it and made it super popular. And then a YouTuber in Brazil picked it up and it just sort of steamrolled from there. Like the U S and the, by extension, the Canadian audience, we're actually a little late to the game when it comes to the popularity of among us. It's kind of crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. That I didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I wanted to talk about it tonight a little bit because I found that article so interesting, but yeah, that's essentially, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy the way that it's, uh, sorry. Did you mention where it was developed? Uh, I can find that it's in the article. I think it was Cause then now, now, cause now I'm curious about that. Oh, sorry. This is not great content. Cause now I'm just scrolling through stuff. Leave it, so someone else leave it to the, the other side of the that. world to find a gem though. I don't think really, you want yeah. me filling the air. <laughs> not at the moment. No. You got some big queefs? Oh, yeah. Uh, I did biggest. not need to hear that on Excuse stream. Me. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, is this yeah. normal? Is this a normal occurrence? Yep. Absolutely. Unfortunately. Oh, my goodness. Hey, listen, queefs are totally natural part it's true. of human biology. It happens. It's, it's, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. I was also going to say, like, I, I feel like if you're going to describe a fart, I feel like a queef is a fun way to do it. You know, it adds a little skip in your step when you say it. It kind of dampens the blow. It makes it something you can bring up in a casual conversation. Dam and everyone dampens can laugh the blow? About it. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. It is, yeah. it is more fun to say. Yeah. All right. The, the About Us page on their website doesn't say... Oh, Washington. Oh, okay. So it was, oh. it's an American team. Cool. Oh, hmm. well, I was wrong. I was thinking about something else. You know what? I was probably thinking of something else I was playing for review, which I think was out of somewhere in Europe. So that doesn't matter at the moment. <laughs> what does matter is me getting back to the dock and knowing where we are, because this is going real well so far. Uh, Cozy, what have you been up to other than uh, I know you've been in Avengers as well. What have you been, been uh, up to this week? I mean, to be honest, not really a whole lot. Like, other than playing through the campaign of Avengers, I've basically just been like catching up on a bunch of chores and assignments that I've been putting off for a while. And of course, updating the look of the stream that you're currently looking at right now. Uh, I did like, I mean, this isn't something that I did, but I am no longer currently writing in an official capacity for uh, gamers, GBMARS, the YouTube channel that 
I produce uh, short form uh, documentary style videos for. Um, you will still continue to see some videos that I wrote for the channel come out over the next few months slash year. Uh, but I figured it was time to kind of move on and, you know, invest more time in Press YYZ and uh, invest more time in other avenues as well. So that's really all there is to say on my end. Well, I hope we were worth investing in because oh, yeah. from the way this episode's going, I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, we are off the rails in the best way possible. <laughs> uh, Nathan, I know you've been our big Tony Hawk advocate, but outside of that, what have you been up to this week? Um, not a huge amount besides Tony Hawk. Uh, I'm in love with that game. We'll talk about it a bit in a, uh, more in a bit, I'm sure, during the topic of the show. So I don't want to get too into the weeds with it uh, quite yet when we, when we can have a girthy conversation later. But I have uh, played a game for review called uh, Party Hard 2. So Party Hard 2 is, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. It's what you get if you took Hotline Miami meets Hitman. Hmm. Oh. In, uh, so essentially it's like an over-the-head style, um, uh, over style game. It looks very similar to Hotline Miami in terms of like uh, pixel art um, and that sort of thing. But where in Hotline Miami you just go in and you have to kill everybody. This one here, you kind of, you find things around the part, like you can walk fully around and not attack anybody, pick things up, combine objects, set traps for people, and you have object, um, you have people that are targets that you need to eliminate in the party. So you can kill everybody if you want to, um, but, or you can just try and take out the targets selectively. Um, and you can like, for instance, I would, uh, one of the things I did was trigger a water cooler to um, electrocute people when it walked by because the water got to the floor and everybody who walks by it would get zapped. Um, you can <laughs> knife people if you want to knife people. You can, um, I threw a grenade onto a dance floor and then snuck out like the back, uh, like a back exit and it blew up, um, uh, taking the people out. Um, there's lots of unique, interesting ways you can do things in this game. Um, so, uh, but really it's just it's a really neat experiment and it um unfortunately what i was really hoping for was the hitman aspect to it where kind of like you re you approach it every time and every time it, like it's a little bit um like it feels similar so that when you try it again it makes um you, you like and you fail you go back in and you try what you were working on again but there's an element of randomness randomness to this game about where your targets are um that they constantly move around um, so just because one strategy worked for you the one time doesn't mean it will work this when you have to redo it, which I felt a little bit of frustration with. Yeah, so, I mean, that that sounds interesting. Um, well, local co-op. It's, it's, it's a really interesting game. Um, I played on Switch. I know uh, they were initially going to give me a PS4 code, but I asked for a Switch code just because uh, I was going to my in-laws for the weekend. Um so um, the other thing, I did find it was easier to play on the big screen uh, versus the handheld. The pixel art's really nice, but um, on the small handheld uh, with the screen, I find this more and more with a lot of Switch games. It's harder to make out everything. Where on the big screen, it was really nice and everything was really visible. So, um, but yeah, no, it really interesting game. I wish it felt, uh, like I said, more similar to a Hitman game with the... the um, without everything just constantly people moving and like people being in different uh positions but um yeah it's it's a good time 
No, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't look really like my... Like, I've never been one to vibe with Hitman or Hotline Miami, so it's not really for me. But, I mean, if if that's the kind of thing you're into, it sounds like a blast. Uh, and you mentioned you were at your in-laws for the weekend, but you weren't just at your in-laws this weekend. And I know oh, I mentioned yeah. this a little bit earlier, but you actually helped me build my PC. I, I define help very loosely. You did you most of the work. screwed some screws and held some flashlights I mean, and ate my pizza. I, I tuned in for like three minutes. You helped a little bit. I'm good at Three screwing. minutes of our, what, six-hour stream of putting yeah. this thing together? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a lot more work than I had expected it to be, and I was sore for a couple days after that. Like, just squatting over my table that whole time, like my, my hamstrings and my back were just like, you shouldn't do that. Or if you do that, do it more regularly, because <laughs> it was not easy to get up the next day. But uh, the thing runs like a dream. You're using Running it right show. now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say for the show, it's great. Uh, I am considering dabbling in streaming at some point soon, Ooh. probably after my hiatus for getting hitched, which will either be the next two weeks or just one of the next two weeks. We'll see. Depends are gonna, on. Are you going to stream the honeymoon? Ooh. Oh, you know it. Yeah. Oh, my. Come on. Wait, can you do that TOS, on your personal TOS. so we don't get banned? <laughs> no, um, we're, we're still trying to look into a way to stream the wedding, to be honest. It might not be on Twitch, but it might be somewhere just so anyone who At the very least, press YYZ will host it. Well, yeah, you're going to host a Zoom call? Yep. I mean, you could technically just stream it and screen share it. But yeah, exactly. Eh, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, like that's been taking up a lot of time, just wedding planning and, and getting down to the nitty gritty. So fun anecdote. Yesterday, I had to go pick up our marriage license, Ooh. Um, nice. which was no issue. You know, went in, answered the questions, did the whole thing, got out. But the way they're doing it now is only one one person from the couple enters. You take everyone's identification and, and you just go. Um, so so my fiance wasn't there. So I called her as soon as I left and said, I've got real, real bad Bless news. You. And she's thinking, oh, God, couldn't get the license. Something went wrong, whatever. Like, no, I got the paperwork. So now you have to marry me. Oh. She didn't appreciate the joke, but I did. No, I sure did. I mean, once the paperwork's done, it's official. It's exactly. exactly. Then you need to get like an annulment or, you know, other things if you want to get out of it. So it's kind of official. Well, yeah. yeah and we're doing the whole church thing too. So that becomes real weird about whether or not God loves you if you get divorced and that whole thing. So oh, it's just more work than it's worth. My wedding. Yeah. We, um, yeah, it's, I, I, my, my advice to anyone who plans to get married now with COVID being a thing and not knowing when the world's going to get back to normal, just elope, please, because yes. it's way easier. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I don't like elope. Uh, on, like, a scale, like, from not sexual at all to girthy, it's, like, 70% of the way there. Elope? Where, where does, okay, on that scale, where does moist fall? I was just saying. Yeah. Let's moist, not talk. Let, let, moist is, like, 80% of the way there. Where would, I do where love would the word moist. So queef and a half go? Queef is like four. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Got okay. it. Okay. I think, I, I think okay. I'm starting to understand where it yeah, goes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm going to ignore everything that was just said. <laughs> and we've talked in the past about the fact that this marriage was preempted by an engagement at Disney. Spooner. Uh -huh. Something you and I have in common is our love of Disney. And you watched something this week that I haven't seen yet that I'm very much looking forward to and want to hear what you have to think about or what you have to say about Disney's Mulan live action remake. Uh, Mulan was was very good. 
I, 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 yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> it was very good. Um, I I always go into the the live action things with like the least amount of expectation. Uh, and I'm not. I've never been the type to be like, oh, classics only. Uh. I I think that's the worst way to consume things, especially if if you like are truly passionate about stuff. Um, but no, I enjoyed it. My wife seemed to like it a lot more than I did. But I uh, I think I think I I need to see it a second time. But for right now, it's like hovering about a seven, maybe six and a half, seven for me. Um, not so much I eight because eight eight is like my great territory. Eight and up is like my great territory. That's where that that's well above Queef and a half. Um, <laughs> where did you put Aladdin? That's exactly oh, what I, I was going to ask. I haven't watched me, that's Aladdin at the yet. Top. I haven't watched oh, Aladdin oh, yet. Wow. I haven't watched uh, Lion King yet. Don't watch that. Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast. I loved. See, I just saw the Cinderella remake for the first time mm-hmm. uh, a couple the, of weeks ago. The Hillary Duff and one? I loved it. Yeah. The Hillary Duff Sorry? one? No. no. No, not a Cinderella story. <laughs> the one that's really a Cinderella story, I thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking for I think we might actually pick up Mulan this weekend and watch it because my sister... It, I am the one who owns all of the streaming services for our family. Yeah. And when she saw Mulan and Disney Plus, she's like, you're going to buy that, right? <laughs> So now I don't have a choice and I have to buy the early access for Mulan, but she's going to split it with me, which is, which is all right. Yeah. Um, and speaking of splitting, I think we should just split from what we've been up to and get right into the news for the week. Cause there's a lot nice that happened like today, but we're not going to talk about that yet. The one thing I do want to bring up before we get into the big news of today is the barrage of games that we're getting for super Mario brothers, 35th anniversary. Oh, yeah. This news coming to us via GamesIndustry.biz's Brendan Sinclair. So for the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers, we got a direct that featured Super Mario 3D All-Stars, a Switch collection of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy, which is coming next week, if you can believe it. We will have that on September the 18th. Mm -hmm. Interesting about that is physical and digital copies of the game will only be available until the end of March 2021. In October, we are going to see a pair of interesting Mario experiences in the forms of Super Mario 35, which is a battle royale style game where you knock out your opponents by being good at Mario, like the side-scrolling Mario bit, as well as Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, which is an RC car with a camera attached to it that you play a game through with your Switch, and it looks ridiculous, and I really want it, but I can't justify the price. Yes, you can. I want it I can't too. Do it. Boxing do day, it. Boxing Day, Mitch. Let's get it. Oh, let's do it. Now you're killing me. Let's do I it. I am All right, especially I'm, I'm looking now. forward to. I, I'm probably not going to get it myself, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what Twitter does with that crazy ass Mario Kart game. I Hell, think we're going to see. It's going to be interesting. Creations. Imagine streaming that. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. Like, that would be interesting. That mm. would be. Just set I'm up a- tempted now. I just gave you a way to turn it into content, so it you're just, tempted I just make it. a ramp down my stairs, and then that's just going to be part of the course. Oh, my God. Uh, so the, the the Mario Kart RC car game AR hybrid will be available October 16th. Uh, on November 13th, Nintendo is launching the Super Mario Brothers Game & Watch, which is a new Game & Watch handheld with a full color screen and will play the original Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 2 with the Lost Levels 
as well as Game & Watch Ball, a Mario-style remake of the very first Game & Watch title. You gotta make sure that you don't lose access to that patent. Yeah. And finally, next February, we will see the arrival of Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, a Switch update of the Wii U Super Mario 3D World, along with new content for Bowser. Um, What do we think about all this? I mean, the, the big thing here is the limited time releases of both um, Super Mario 35 and mm. uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of speculation going around as to why they're limiting it. Um, you know, some of it, you know, it could be related to, hey, we need to create some f- sort of false scarcity on, you know, on our market share so that, you know, Every, we make sure we sell out of this stuff because you know covid hit us really hard or something like that um you know it, it it doesn't make sense to me as to why they would limit it but um i have one reason sure, sure go for it uh artificial scarcity yeah they've done it before they did it when the Wii launched yeah they don't really have anything else big for this holiday so adding that limited time only flavor to their largest holiday release yeah is going to sell more units yeah yeah it sucks well uh well the the mario 35 thing though that yeah it's it's free if you Mm -hmm. have a nintendo online so yeah and and it comes off the heels of them shutting down um like a a browser-based uh super mario you know battle royale like game as well right because they they either got the idea from that or they uh it they had were, to have already been in the works at that i point. don't know i don't know they just kind of put the the tetris 99 shell on this and then i i, I don't think you know how software development really it, it had to have been already in the works the, these things take months if not years yeah even for something <laughs> as simple as this because you think no like the networking code behind it even if they are borrowing assets from tetris it's yeah. still different something right? to work it's on not quite the sure. same so, different battle know. system too yeah, yeah but yeah the time lock nature of it just seems scummy from a business perspective i mean but. coming coming from the world of collectors that i do with everything being limited and scarce and stuff like that and more valuable yeah. things are the 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 more limited the amounts of you the mountain units are i i don't mind the move as much uh i do think that it is weird I don't I don't I wouldn't go as far as make it scummy just because I, I guess it's because I'm used to this sort of thing like I don't think like I'm the type to like throw emotions into corporate brands I don't think they're trying to be <laughs> ill intent no, with these moves do you know what I mean like I I, I don't yeah. think it's to think, go against anything or anyone yeah. um I also don't think it's, it's it's against the brand of Nintendo because right they have done it before but I, I do they think have. it. I do think it is. It is a weird move, especially nowadays with the way video game industry is going, and 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 just because like everyone's gonna want to keep playing these games. Yeah, I, th- I think the the physical limited run makes sense to me because I mean they've done that in the past. They mm-hmm. did that on the Wii yeah. for the twenty first twenty fifth anniversary of Mario. Yeah. They released they re released Super Mario All Stars, which also Super Mario All Stars available in the SNES Switch Online app, and that game is great. So go play that. But uh, it it just seems weird in a world where it's digital because like so I have pre ordered it. I pre ordered it digital. But to think that people after March won't be able to get those digital assets makes me think that 
Maybe there's something else in the pipeline of, okay, this is a limited time bundle. And then after that point, they sell all three separately for like $30. If they do that, like that, that is scummy. Yeah. If I they wouldn't do put that, past that is them. scummy. I, I have, we're going to have to wait and see. I have an optimistic theory that Nintendo is going to look at the numbers of how many people play this and how many people play that. And they're going to see which one is going to be worth investing in again. So maybe there's going to be like a, a remake or a remaster in the future or something like that. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, it's really confusing too, right? Because with 3D All Stars, like, I, I I can only speak for myself here. I would have absolutely paid full price for a reimagined like Final Fantasy VII remake style version of Super Mario 64 yeah. or even Sunshine, right? Oh, absolutely. But but um, you know, they didn't exactly do that. They just right. sort of put so this out again. I actually, I'm glad that you said that because I want to segue into asking, we know that we're not going to get full-blown remakes of any of these games in the vein of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. Nevertheless, I'd have to imagine that we're going to see some small little tweaks and improvements here and there. How large of a tweak are we expecting out of these experiences? Because over this past week, uh, I was reminded of some of Super Mario Sunshine's deficits through the tweets that you're currently seeing on screen. And uh, yeah, I don't want to go through these experiences again. So I've never played Sunshine, so it's actually the game I'm looking forward to the most. You shouldn't be. But I have heard that the analog triggers from the GameCube controller did actually play a large part in how that game controlled. So I am interested to see if that bit holds up. Also, motion controls in Galaxy were not fundamental, but they were a big part of the experience for anyone who had a like little sister like i did yeah that wanted was... to play video games with you and just wanted to waggle the the <laughs> wiimote at the screen and i just realized i did that on a stream I, and now yep. that's going to be personally forever, but someone needs to give like, that <laughs> I, i'm of the opinion that the trigger issue in sunshine and the waggle issue in super mario galaxy are probably going to be resolved more easily than we think they are yeah. i'm really just more concerned about making sure that they tighten up and improve upon some of the challenges in sunshine because I have a feeling that Nintendo may very well not do anything with them. Yeah. I think that's what likely it, what the it, case. What it looks like, and you know, I've listened to the Bombcast and kind of funny and everything. It looks like they've they all all they've done is a direct ports of those games mm. to the Switch, right? Uh, and the, they basically made them playable. They made them playable there, right? And you know, Super Mario sixty four is it's not even like the updated. Uh, DS version of it where the graphics were a little bit improved over the N64. Um, uh, they were improved because the screen was like this big. Uh, the the textures were better and the models they were, were they more were. detailed for sure. Right. Um, it's not it's like not even that. It's just straight up Mario. And, and there's value in that. Me personally, uh, you know, the minimum I was hoping for with uh, Mario 64 at least was to get like the halo anniversary where you could go back and forth mm -hmm. between new graphics and old graphics mm. keep the geometry the same but just like you know make sh polish it up a lot right and make it like look and feel good uh, like like the original did but they didn't do that mm. yeah, I mean, well, it remains to be seen yeah, I, I'm really hoping that they do improve upon it because there are moments in Super Mario Sunshine that I enjoyed more than any other moment in any other 3D Mario game. But 
if it is kind of just the same, I fear that the narrative when this game is going to come out is, man, Super Mario Sunshine hasn't aged well, editorial in Kotaku. That's exactly and, what's going to happen. Well, and I for, mean, the, I, for the I, record, it hasn't. Yeah. So. No. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back to Galaxy because that's one of my favorite games ever. I, I'm looking forward to it too, actually. Uh, that's probably, I mean, I don't know if I would say that it's second to Super Mario Sunshine just because of all its issues. It, it's definitely like it's up there as one of my favorite in the 3D realm. So, but what what I realized though is Nintendo knew I was getting married on September 19th. <laughs> and said, "Hey, Mitch, you know how you're going on a honeymoon? Well, you're just gonna play Mario the whole time because they're releasing this the day before your damn wedding. Oh, so that's why you're streaming on your honeymoon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna take sense. my whole PC with me so I can. I haven't even tried hooking up the Switch to this thing yet. I'm I'm in progress. Okay, the layout is only set up for Avengers right now, so it will be avenging, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> I haven't I played. Think we can move um, on to our... Sorry, I no, haven't sorry, played uh, 64 and Sunshine. I started Galaxy when I started dating my now wife, uh, so I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about this three pack. Can't wait to watch you uh, bust through those on Twitch.tv/Spooner. Three O's, no E. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank That's you. That's all this is for, man. You plug your stuff all, all night. It's not a problem. We we even have a Twitch command for it. Hey. Uh, and with that, we can move on to the next piece of news, which is we record this on Wednesdays. Wednesdays are not normally big news days. This is literally the only thing we're going to talk about for the rest of the news. And that's everything we learned to bit today about the launch of the next generation of Xbox consoles. I, I have a quick <laughs> prediction. Tomorrow, PlayStation will announce their price. I don't because think so, because tomorrow is UB, UB forward. Because we've, but who knows? We, we are recording this podcast today. Tomorrow, PlayStation will announce their price. Hmm. There, there have been rumors. Uh, yeah. So part, part of the reveal of the Xbox Series X is tied to leaks that happened yesterday. And uh, Phil Spencer has come out and said that they only they pushed up the announcement of this because of that. And that it was originally planned for next week. Um, I can imagine that we're going to see something with before the end of next week. We'll know the details of the PS5 launch. I mean, Sony has no regard for any other brand. They just like to drop info whenever they feel like it anyways. So... It's just going to be a blog post or a tweet, just like the Xbox News <laughs> They're was. just going to just throw it in the air, and then it's just going to happen. So, speaking of the Xbox News, let me, let, let's me let get into some of the details, and then we can hop back into it. All right. So, Xbox, or Xbox has revealed that the Series S, I have to be very careful about the way I say that, is a thing, and will be releasing the same day as the Xbox Series X. It'll support up to 1440p, 120 frames per second, ray tracing, and more. The CPU is similar to that of the Series X. It will only feature a 500 gigabyte SSD as opposed to the or 512 gigabyte SSD as opposed to the one terabyte SSD in the Xbox Series X, but will offer the same expansion slot that the Series X does to allow you to expand that. It does not have a disk drive, so it will be digital only, and it will retail for 379 Canadian dollars. Hmm. The How Series much is, X. Sorry, go ahead. I was just about to ask about the Series X in Canadian dollars. Uh, it will be five hundred and ninety-nine Canadian dollars. So you're looking at roughly half, or a little, a little, little more than half. Uh, hmm. But the news doesn't stop there, because Xbox also announced that EA Play is coming to Xbox Game Pass at no additional cost. EA Play is EA's equivalent, essentially, of Xbox Game Pass. And it'll allow you to stream older, or it'll allow you to play older EA titles. So like last year's Madden or FIFA, Battlefield games, Dragon Age, Anthem. If you were a crazy person, 
Um, and the big one for me is all of the Mass Effect games are in there. So that will come to Xbox Game Pass at no additional cost to consumers on both PC and console. As somebody who is not into sports games, um, but has a girlfriend who is into sports in general, that's kind of exciting because I'll, I'll, I won't buy a sports game like a NHL or anything like that. But, you know, if it's just there, I might get it and play it and hand her a controller and that'd be great so for this ea access um coming to it do we think that or ea play do we think ea play has not been doing as well as they were hoping they would if they're going to tie the service into um into game pass i think that's a safe speculation Uh i yeah i i think it probably could have done better but i think it's also xbox realizing that so a few weeks ago, I talked a bit about the Bob Iger autobiography that I read and how his investment for Disney into streaming with ESPN plus Disney plus was him looking into the future of where media consumption was mm-hmm. going. I think Microsoft is making those same moves now with Game Pass. They know that having this service as ingrained as it is at the start of this generation with as much value pushed into it as they can is going to get people into their ecosystem. I am not an Xbox player. I just built a PC. Game Pass on PC is $5. That $5 now includes EA Play. Why wouldn't I keep subscribing to the service for the amount of value they're giving you as a consumer? So I think it's a bit more of a long play as opposed to Sony, who seems to be holding everything much much tighter to the chest. That was a good pregnant pause. I appreciate it. I try. Mm -hmm. Uh, also announced today because today is just Xbox Day on the what is it twentieth anniversary of the PlayStation or thirtieth? No, twentieth. I don't know. I don't know numbers. Um, an anniversary for PlayStation and Dreamcast. Uh, yeah. They announced that Xbox All Access will expand to twelve countries this holiday season, which will allow people to start gaming in next gen from just twenty five dollars a month for twenty four months with no upfront cost. We do not yet know what these prices will be in Canada because Canada is one of those 12 markets that they're expanding to. But this totally changes the narrative of what next-gen launches look like for Xbox. It's not, you know, three set or 380 or 600 to get you in the door. It's, what, $33 and $46 or something like that. Like $35, $45 a month to get a brand new console two years of xbox game pass ultimate which includes xbox live gold and game pass for pc it includes x cloud it now includes ea play like microsoft's going all in on this launch and i'm very very impressed by the moves that they're making yeah i agree yeah i I think given given the the cards that they have kind of stacked against them you know mostly being you know first party games almost non-existent especially at launch in the launch window or whatever they're doing the absolute best with what they have available to them for sure yeah what excites me the most about this move this is this is the like the financing thing right this is what they're calling it yeah this is yeah and in canada it'll be financing it through eb games so you yeah. go to eb games you want an xbox you don't want to pay the the 400 dollars up front with tax then you do 20 or $30 a month, whatever it ends up being. And you have Game Pass that entire time, which is huge value, yeah. especially if you're investing in a Series S and not a Series X. Like, 
I'm blown away, honestly. Yeah, I saw a tweet earlier that said about uh, how much how much this move does for people accessing the console. So like people who otherwise wouldn't be able to afford it at all ever at one go can now absolutely afford it and and like get it budgeted nicely into their lifestyle and just own next gen and it's 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 really cool. It's a really cool move on Xbox's part to to allow this console, this new generation to be a little bit more accessible to like all the statuses of life. Yeah. I stated on Twitter that I'm going to be probably getting the Xbox Series S because, you know, as previously we discussed on the podcast, I just don't see much of a value in getting the higher end model. Am I immature for nonetheless yearning for the X because it has discs and the Xbox Series S is entirely all digital? Or should I be delegated an idiot for not realizing beforehand that that was what the S was going to be? Uh, I, I know how Nathan and I feel on the disc versus no disc issue. I also know how Spooner feels. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, Don't get me fun. started. Don't get me started. <laughs> uh, I, I've mentioned more than once that I'm going with the digital PS5 just because less clutter. Mm-hmm. And I know Nathan's been all digital since the Vita. Yeah, Vita. It's been years and years. Uh, but Spoon, I know you're a collector. so These aren't pictures. All right. <laughs> These aren't pictures of my favorite toys. Okay, guys? <laughs> no, I like I, I, I'm yeah physical boy all the way through. Although cozy, I think yeah. I'm with you. I think down the road I'm going to be getting. Uh, I, I'll probably pick up a Series S as well. Yeah, if you're getting it as just sort of like an exclusives machine and you yeah, don't want to absolutely keep your PC Xbox up to date, Game Pass, yeah, then that's a way to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially if you don't care about 4K. I know it yeah, upscales no. to 4K, but if that's not really important to you, then that's perfectly acceptable and yeah. that's a good route to go. But the other thing you can look at a cozy is. Well, if it's thirty-five versus forty-five dollars a month for two years, that's only two hundred dollars over two years. But you won't notice it because it's only ten dollars. Ten dollars a month. month. Yeah, honestly, if if you're debating it that know. much, the the value is there. The value yeah. is there in the investment for the console, and especially knowing how sort of future-proof the the Series X is going to be. If that matters more to you than than just going all digital, then like, I, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to be an enabler, but I'm just you know. We're just totally enabling. It's just totally what we do for it. each other. <laughs> and on, honestly, this this financing option actually ends up being a pretty good deal for consumers because you think Game Pass Ultimate is what, fifteen twenty dollars a month, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you add that on top of the cost of the console, it actually ends up costing you less. Yeah, honestly, to this, go the financing. This route. whole thing is a is if a steal. In, if you're interested in Game Pass, which yeah. if you're getting so, into the Xbox ecosystem, why wouldn't you be? So the thing is, is that. Earlier, when I started off this year, I anticipated that I would still be doing stuff with gamers at the very end of this year. Seeing as how I'm not, I get I think I'm being a little bit more frugal uh, subconsciously. So I think it remains to be seen if I manage to pick up a job over the next few months. And based on that, I'll probably make my ultimate decision on which console version I want to get. That's a good way to go about it, too. See where yeah, you sure. are. Cozy. I mean, the... Sorry. No, go ahead, Nathan. I was just say, is Sorry. this a, so? We're talking about just getting the one between the one S and the one, or not the the Series S and the Series X. <laughs> oh, the names are terrible. Um, <laughs> is PS Five on your list as well, or are you just going to get one of the consoles? I'm, I I think I'm ninety nine percent confirmed that I'm going to get the disc version of the PlayStation Five. Okay, just curious. 
it, in that case, it's the thing where it's like, I know it's going to be more expensive, but I am like pretty locked into the PlayStation ecosystem. So, you know, like for me, it's less of a decision there where it is with Xbox, which is a ecosystem I'm coming into largely new. Yeah, I, I think that's an it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because we now know pre-orders for the Xbox will start September 22nd. It will release November the 10th. Assassin's Creed has announced that they have moved up the release of Assassin's Creed Valhalla by a week or a few days mm-hmm. I saw that. Uh, to launch day and date with the Xbox. Uh, what else have we seen? That's Is because the... Halo got uh, delayed, right? Oh. Uh, well, no, Ubisoft would be doing that because they want to make sure that their game is out there. Mm. They want their game to be out. Yeah, they want that their game sense. to be on the shelf next to that Xbox when yeah. people go in to buy that Xbox. Mostly because, I mean, part of it is going to be because Halo is not there. That's true. Because if you're going in, I know this happened with the PS4 as well and the Xbox. Uh, that year that they launched, there wasn't a lot from first parties and Black Flag was right there. And I know a ton of people that own Black Flag just because that's what was available on launch day. That's fair. For that for that new console. So it definitely did, pays to be there for launch. Did they mention if Xbox All Access is going to be launch only or is it going to be something that's just going to span for uh, forever? It's an ongoing program in the U.S. So if you didn't want to get in on day one, oh, that's I'm really assuming cool. you could still oh, so this sign up for it down the road. This whole finance thing, is it new? No, no, it's been in the U.S. for a number of years now, oh. I think. Yeah. It's just now they're expanding to other uh, territories, including Canada. Yep. I guess that's so cozy. how. Even if it, if it's the PS5 and the cards this holiday, once things do, you know, once you do find a, a job and and have that that steady income, and yeah. if this financing option is still there, it's definitely worth at least looking at. Honestly, I was gonna say, hopefully, hopefully, um, Sony does something to to match that. That would be wonderful. Hopefully, but. I doubt it. I don't expect anything. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> they, uh, they, they they seem a little stuck in their ways, unfortunately, whereas Microsoft is innovating left, right, and center. And yeah. I, I, as a consumer, appreciate that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else I wanted to say, and now I'm forgetting what that was. So sorry. Uh, well, it, comparing the, t- the two companies, um, I know we, we talked briefly about it before the podcast, but, you know, every company kind of has this battle with their own hubris uh, every once in a while, and it seems like the the per, the one who is ahead at the start of a generation tends to fumble a little bit it there's no no indications that playstation's going to do this but um if they want i think in my opinion if they wanted to have as big of a success as they did uh with the ps4 specifically like yeah sure they've already got all th- this huge install base of ps4 users and people who are so ingrained that they're just going to carry forward but my my pie in the sky like that like this is the equivalent of the the adam boys giving chuhei yoshida the the game because that's how you share games with friends moment would be specifically if they announced that hey the disc version of the ps5 is going to match the uh, uh series x and the discless version is going to uh, match the the price of the um, uh, series S and the way they they could spin that right because they're going to be taking they would be taking a big hit in terms of uh, you know money but they would make it back up in digital sales what they would oh, yeah. pi- what they could pitch it Definitely. as is hey no no compromises in terms of 
quality of the games because digital and peripherals. The, the Series S, the Series S, you're going to have lower resolution up to 1440p, uh, where the Series X is 4K, whatever. Um, no compromises between the two PlayStations. That that's just my uh, pie in the sky. Like that that's them like shooting for the moon. Uh, Speaking into the universe. Yeah, absolutely. I don't <laughs> think that's at all possible for Sony to do. They're not going to do it. I think they're going to be a little more more reserved than that. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's nice to dream. I still think. <laughs> uh, e- e- Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna. I was just gonna say. I dream of a world where Microsoft learns how to name consoles better, <laughs> because this whole time I've been tripping over myself saying S or X. Whereas people are going to go into the stores this fall, all these boxes are going to be next to each other, and your choices are going to be PS4, PS4 Pro, PS5 Disc, PS5 No Disc, and then you've got, what, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, Xbox One SAD, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, and, uh, like... Parents are going to struggle. Microsoft. <laughs> Parents Figure are going to struggle out. this Christmas. A hundred percent. It's going to be awful. <laughs> Uh, I actually found an article earlier from Ash Parrish over at uh, over at Kotaku that basically it was a, a whole op-ed of this whole naming scheme is dumb. They need to throw it out. They won't, but they should because it's terrible. It, like it would have been smart. So another thing that I mentioned before the podcast was Xbox. What they should have done, if I were in charge of the naming scheme, I would have said, okay, uh, let's break this up into a decade. So you've got the Xbox 2020, right, and then that series you know you got the lesser console you got the what the higher end console but it's the 2020 series then you're going to have 2025 is the half step like we saw with the one uh, x and uh, the <coughs> ps4 pro and then uh 2030 comes around and then they have a whole new generation right and then everything is like on the new gen everything from the previous generation is forward compatible compatible but you can't play the 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 2030 uh series games on the 2020 xbox you got to get the 2030 xbox or something like that that i don't know i'd spent a lot of time thinking about this sort of stuff <laughs> playstation and xbox should both hire me i mean they'd be lucky to have you we would be yeah, remiss agreed. to say that we would not miss you yeah we would be lucky uh, to have you ha- because the prices would be great too <laughs> Yeah, think yes. about it. Yeah. Uh, did you guys see the the memification of the design of the Series S though? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, I, I showed the article on screen a little bit before. Oh. People, I, I saw a great interaction uh, between Oreo and Xbox, no, where yeah. someone oh. put an Oreo where the where the vent is. That's incredible. Oreo tweeted out about it, and then Xbox tweeted out. Uh, to I don't I'll see if I can find it, but uh, they tweeted out a, a Series S sandwich between two Series Xs. Oh, that's good. Uh, it was real good. I'll, I'll see if I can that's pull it up. That's brilliant. Here. Um, and it just escalated. Uh, here, I'll drop it in. Uh, I'll drop it in the Twitch chat because you can grab it from there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. But it and it escalated. It's like, what about double stuff? What about mega stuff? Ooh. And it just it went. It it, it it's. Oh, I lo- I love for whatever reason. I I know it's all corporate shenanigans, but I love seeing brands interact on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's how they take you over. And you ever like, heard of Invasion of the Pod People? This yeah. is the 2020 version of it, more <laughs> or less. But yeah, like whoever was running the Xbox social accounts, like they memed the crap out of the fact that this leaked, and they actually spun it into a very fun story. And I appreciate it, 100. percent Brilliant. <sighs> 
All right, I think that's it for Xbox stuff, unless anyone has anything else they want to add. Are we talking PlayStation price and release date by this time next week? I just hope it's before the wedding, because I want to be able to talk about it with you guys and not be away on vacation. I guess we'll find out. Mm. You could always do it while you're on vacation. Just do an emergency jump in. You just wouldn't. I could do a jump in. You just wouldn't have my audio. That's the only problem. No, it's true. But I don't care. That's Alex's problem. He's not here. And we're all coming up with this idea. So I think just to mess with Alex, if it does happen, I'm 100% jumping in on that episode just to piss him off. And he won't <laughs> listen to this anyway, except when he edits it. Oh, crap. Why did I say anything? Um, yeah. Okay. Let's move on before he changes his mind. <laughs> before, he catches listens, on, yep. before he listens to me. <laughs> all right. I think I think that about wraps it up for the news. I know it was an extra long Xboxy focused news segment, but we're going to muscle past that because I want to start talking about Avengers. Uh, so let's jump into read slash watch all the things. So I found a couple of fun articles from uh, VG 247s Dom Pepiet. The first being that uh, Modder has ported Doom and Skyrim to pregnancy tests. Hell yeah. So if you wanted to play Doom on a pregnancy test, this guy figured out a way. Trust me, and most, I don't know how. Powered by tests are Doom. How soon do yeah, you think that you're going to have this in your life, Mitch? Yeah, I I mean, Alex isn't here, but I know he needs more doom in his life, so. <laughs> now I can get it on a pregnancy test. That's so uh, wild. Also, also, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to feature magic mushrooms, and you will trip balls in that game. Also on a oh, pregnancy man. test. Yeah. Eventually, I wouldn't put it past him, to be I, honest. I, I mean, in GTA Five, you can rip rip a bong, so you know yeah it's nothing too new yeah now the esrb rating for the game suggests that you'll be able to uh consume some uh illicit substances and it'll be a a good old viking time sweet splendid actually uh, that sounds great i am actually really curious when that game comes out to see what countries specifically censor that stuff because uh, i don't yeah. know if you guys remember you guys mm. remember the trailer for wolfenstein the new colossus that was shown at like e3 2017 at the very end of that trailer, somebody consumes like speed or ecstasy or something, and a like weird cartoon lizard appears out of his mind. That was like totally censored in non North American versions of that trailer. Hmm. Yeah, I've only heard of uh, you know them censoring things like you know in Germany you can't exactly show Hitler, so they remove right. his mustache mm. or something like that. Yeah, that's definitely so. happened. Yeah. Anyways, just ultimately, I mean, it doesn't really concern us because it's not going to be censored for us. But no, definitely yeah. not. It, something it's something that always foreign markets. It, it's something that always sort of fascinates me seeing things that get censored in foreign markets that we wouldn't even think twice about being censored here. Yeah. Uh, finally, another uh, quick piece of news that I did pull that I didn't yeah. want. I wanted us to mention is that uh, EA is adding Colin Kaepernick as a playable character back to the Madden NFL franchise. Good, good. Uh, EA Sports will make the quarterback a free agent available for the first time since Madden 18. Uh, for those who are unaware, Colin Kaepernick is one of the spearheads of the Black Lives Matter movement and the protest of the national anthem in the National Football League. He was then blacklisted by the league, uh, even though they won't admit it, because we all know they colluded to keep him out of the league. That's some bull. It's terrible. It's... Uh, he he deserves anything 
yeah at this and, point like and ea fumbled uh, a couple years ago with uh, there was a song yeah. that mentioned him by name and they censored that part of the song out and thought mm. nobody would notice but everybody <laughs> noticed and or is... they gotten a lot of shit for that so this it, this is a step in the right direction yeah i think yeah it, yeah it's definitely a step in the right direction but i'm expecting that next week we'll learn that they added in uh ads to nfl and <laughs> we'll have a new story to talk about yeah oh god yeah because there was that other news this week of the ads in ufc right there was an issue yeah. with that it was like a, it's like a month after launch and then they like patched in ads that oh god they patched yeah, them out though after the fact yeah they patched them out because people were like Yo, people got mad what sort of ads? But if people hadn't gotten mad, they would have left them. <laughs> Sorry, so, what sort I don't know of exactly ads? what they added? Oh. I feel like there's a place for that in free games, not in a full price. So, yeah. AJ, do you know what they added specifically uh, that was so egregious? So, in between, it was in between, um, uh, like rounds. There would be a spot that popped up on the screen, and it just said "The Boys Amazon Prime." Or oh, something like that. it's yeah, it's like. He, yeah, it would no. do that really stupid. But it kind yeah. of did that in Burnout. Uh, I remember them doing that in Burnout. Didn't burnout they? or Need they, for Speed? They experimented in Burnout with um, the billboards, right? Where yeah. you're driving yeah. around real fast um, and not really paying attention to them, except the billboards were also a collectible that you had to smash. So that didn't quite work out so well. They they attempted that ten years ago at this point, twelve years ago, but so it didn't stick around. I don't know. I like. I feel like they could have put ads in from the start. It is kind of very UFC to have ads in the way that they put them, like very authentic. Yeah. Um, and like they weren't too too intrusive from what I saw. Um, but it, that's something you can't just slide in like a month afterwards. I think. I think if yeah. you paid for the full price version of a game, um, you should be getting the pay per view with no extra ads on the on the inside of it um whereas if they had put it out for free or something like that or in the version that's available to ea play uh ea access subscribers or something like that maybe in that you you put in the advertisements to make up the difference yeah i think so it, i think it depends on the way it's done too like you can do you can tastefully throw ads and like uh, just shout outs to to brands and companies, but in in a if you're just gonna blatantly like the boys Amazon Prime in between rounds, I don't I don't think that's that's the way to do it. Like I mean, like the boys could... the boys is really I good. Was just to oh, say, I know. On a side note, I know. The, I've watched the first three episodes. <laughs> it's fantastic. I gotta I want to get I want to get Carmen to watch the first season again. Like I watched the first season, I want to watch it again with her and then do season two. I, I tried uh, we'll watching do that while we're away. I tried watching the first episode and then, but the first three seconds, uh, Christine's with me on the couch, and I'm like, nope, I'm not watching that with you on the couch. <laughs> when the guy's literally just holding the hands and nothing else. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that was that's a little how much. episode one opened, and I was like, it's okay, babe. I'll let you. I'll let you go to bed, and then I'll I'll just I'll watch this all my lonesome. You're good. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, no. If if, uh, yeah. if if games decided to. Do it like Burnout did. Like, that's tasteful. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, there's always been brand sponsorships in games like Skate and, and Tony Hawk. And, like, even in NBA, like, the, the Jordan brand stuff and the Nike shoes. Like, that's obvious. Like, that's part of NBA and the brand itself. If, if you can find a way to, like, do ads in that sense, then that's totally respectable. But not none of this yeah. blatant pre-roll ad, like, Twitch channel stuff. Yeah, just I'd just have yeah. it be like ads for Monster Energy Drink and yeah. um, what's that other um, like Press Y Y C. Like, 
No, yeah, like, exactly. Hardy her, her, brands and stuff like that. Yeah, or th- like throw it in the writing of Harvey's? commentary and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I th- I think if that stuff's there from the beginning, I, it's I, less egregious. Because honestly, if I mean, it's not a this is EA wanting more money. But if it was oh, say, if it if it was say a, a game that might not necessarily get made if not for ad revenue, even charging a premium for that because games are more expensive to make now than they mm-hmm. ever have been. As long as it's not done in a way that takes away from the gameplay. So yeah, pre-roll ads, no. Right. If it's integrated into the experience, yeah. it's not so bad. Exactly. But I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but can we talk about Avengers now? <laughs> no. First, we have to talk about <laughs> Damn the it. deals we found uh, and then for the week. we're talking about Tony Hawk first, right? Yeah. And Tony Hawk comes first. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Cozy. Well, I, I'm fine oh, yeah, with uh, Nathan talking <laughs> about Tony Hawk because that's something that he loves, but... All right, let, let's move on to its raining deals since we were talking about Colin Kaepernick and then started talking about ads in UFC. Nathan, tell us about the PSVR sale. Yes, so there's a PSVR sale that's going on right now. Um, today, I thought they were going to be doing more PSVR announcements today on the blog, but there was really only one from what I saw. Um, but there is a good sale. I've uh, pulled a few uh, games that I think are well worth picking up. Uh, Iron Man VR, uh, $40. Uh, Tetris Effect for $26.74. These are all Canadian prices. Astrobot Rescue. Um, that says message, but that should be mission. For $11.09. Blood and Truth for $18.49. Uh, Trover Saves the Universe, one of my favorite Platinums recently, $23.99. Gorn, which I reviewed, uh, 2024. Paper Beast, which I've reviewed, excellent game, $21.99. Ghost Giant, if you want to cry a lot and have your heartstrings tugged, $20.09. It made me feel things. And probably one of my favorite PSVR games, A Fisherman's Tale at $9.99. There's some good stuff here. Uh, I think there's 150 games on sale for PSVR. So uh, quite a quite a uh, it's a girthy um, girthy uh, sale. Stop finding yeah. ways to use that word in every goddamn <laughs> show. Don't forget about Hatsune Miku Project Diva X for twenty three ninety nine. Hey, yeah. now we're talking. Let's you get need those some anime games. in your life. Just <laughs> yeah. no, you know, you know what you in. do need in your life is the Spider Man Sensational set on iTunes. One good movie yeah. out of that for, package for thirty dollars. You get. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, The Amazing Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh my god. Four of those are great movies. I own Uh, them all already. No, five. Four or five are great movies, and at that price, it's a steal. That seems really high. uh, uh, Oh, wow. Aren't we certain that Spider-Man 3 is the only good Spider-Man movie? Alright, can I kick Nathan Uh, off the show I'll see you guys later. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, nice, nice knowing you, Spoon. <laughs> all right, now let's move into our topic of the show. We're going to talk all about Tony Hawk, all about Avengers. Let's start with Tony Hawk because only two of us have played it, and Nathan wants to go do other things and not be on the show anymore. So, Tony Hawk. Uh, it's good. It's really, really <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a long history with Tony Hawk, although I will say I never played the first one because I got into it when the second one released. Um, mm-hmm. And I was told at that point not to go back to the first one because the first one lacked the manual, um, which I gotten used to. So I never actually went back. So all the Tony Hawk one levels are new to me, um, but it took a little bit of getting used to uh, getting back my muscle memory. Uh, Cause I was telling you guys, I was struggling really, really long. Cause they used to be really good. Like I, um, I knew how to revert and manual and I could 
string huge combos together. The other night I strung a 200,000 point combo together. So I'm finally getting uh, where I want to be with that game. Um, So, yeah. How about you, Adrian? I've put a few hours into it at this point, um, you know, but I've only unlocked um, three levels of the first Tony Hawk so far. Because I'm like, I'm the kind of person who like, when, when I see a checklist, I want to like finish the checklist, yep. but I can't seem to get the, in the first, in the first level, the 50,000 point one. Now I was like, like, I thought I, I was like the, the muscle memory would come back to me, but then I realized that as a kid, when I would, when I would rent Tony Hawk from like the jumbo video or the blockbuster or whatever, Oof. um, I would always use cheat codes just to do the the manuals and the grinds and everything like that and just play around and have fun, right? So I never actually learned the proper muscle memory on how to uh, uh, combo tricks together. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's absolutely satisfying and they absolutely nailed it. Like, this is what the Super Mario 64 remake should have been. Um, they absolutely nailed exactly mm-hmm. what what this is like tony hawk one plus two um which means it's tony hawk three i guess um one they, plus two equals three the math check does yeah. check out yeah. <laughs> yeah um they they brought in some stuff from the future like uh, there, there was talk that um in this there wasn't going to be reverts at all um i, I remember like pre-release coverage where it was talking about that but no there it's actually there like i think everything that you want um from the later tony hawks uh uh has come back into this um i know in the original um there was only like five uh five what missions five uh objectives per per level Mm -hmm. um but the for this they've increased it to 10 um and you know made up their own things in there um one thing that is really weird is with the character creator um you can't put like glasses on them yeah that's kind of weird uh, especially because yeah, I wear like, glasses. I don't wear glasses myself. You wear glasses. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, the character creator looks really good. Um, you're not, like, picking male or female. You're yeah, picking like a that. face. Um, you're, you're picking a face, right? And it just so mm. happens that that face is attached to a, a, a gendered body in a way. But, you know, th- it's very progressive in that regard. Um, it's reminiscent of what games like animal crossing for example i've been doing recently yeah yes absolutely um and you know we we spoke a little bit earlier about you know in-game advertisements you know like the it's a skateboarding game you you need the skateboarding brands in there and it's full of that and at this point i don't see any actual microtransactions uh but you know it's activision they could be coming at some point um but what I would really like to see is eventually them add in like actual Tony Hawk three, Tony Hawk four, um, and see see where they can take it from there. Yeah, I think um, hopefully next year it's like a level pack for Tony Hawk three and Tony Hawk four because all the mechanics are in there. Because um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but the revert is not in Tony Hawk one and two. It's added. Uh, it was added in number three. 
Um, but yes. they've put it in here. So they've got the mechanics for three and four already built into um, this game. So really all they need to do is a level pack and add those in. And I think people would pay for that. Um, and the, the some of the changes they made to the levels are really amazing too. Um, because I watched a video from Digital Foundry and it was a Digital Foundry Retro. And they basically compared, looked at Tony Hawk through the ages um, since the first PS1 game and looked at all the ports and the quality and everything. And essentially then at the end compared the existing one versus um, the uh, the original versus what we have now. And it's like night and day, the amount of detail and stuff they've put into it. And even things like the mall, um, the mall is now like abandoned. Um, yeah, yeah it, the, the mall's abandoned. Um, the school is, it, there's a message on like a school board mm -hmm. uh, there mm -hmm. that specifically says, you know, something in relation to everybody staying at home and, uh, doing well in their mm. online classes right yeah. so they they're like um there's um a, a medical mask that the, i'm guessing they were able to throw in there like really quick uh and make it kind of topical right mm. so you know it, it's definitely and it actually um all of the pro skaters in there in the game they they're not young like they used to be in the original yeah, they're all they have aged versions. up 20 years with the game. that's freaking yeah. cool they're all they're older incarnations as they are today which is something hmm. really neat it's super cool like the amount of attention and detail at this point i think vicarious visions is probably the second best supporting studio out there like don't get me wrong i think crash is a bad game um just in general because i don't think they play well in any fashion um but i think they did good on the remake and remaking a bad game um, where this time they had the opportunity to remake a really good game. And I think they've done a really excellent job. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I want to ask is, ultimately, do you think that it was the right decision for, to have it be a remaster of 1 and 2, or would you have preferred if they had gone 2 and 3, 2, 3, and 4, 2 and 4? Because, like, here's the thing, I don't have a lot of context for these games, but one thing a series i do have a lot of context for is the donkey Kong country series mm -hmm. and i always get annoyed whenever nintendo announces hey we're re-releasing some of the old donkey Kong country games and they specifically only release the first donkey Kong country or maybe just one and two when it's like two is the game in that trilogy and also three as well where things really kind of got good the first one was solid in its own regard but it was very much i would say a prototype for what was to come after it so i think there's a, and I'm sorry go ahead i didn't mean yeah to i'm curious i'm curious if there's oh well, i'm just curious if there's sort of like if that's like an apt comparison to the tony hawk series where like yeah one was important but like its sequels were more important and iterated on in really substantial ways and like is was it ultimately the right move to bring back one as well in this fashion or should they have maybe just focused on some of the latter games so with Donkey Kong, and I can only speak for myself, I've only actually ever played the first Donkey Kong, and I like 100%ed it, but I never played the other ones. And I wonder if that holds true with more people, where I feel like the Tony Hawk series got more popular um, and sold more copies as it went, because one kind of, I don't want to say fell under the radar, but really became, got into the public consciousness with number two. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I know. Growing up, that's when that's where conversations mostly started. I jumped into Tony Hawk when I was uh, on the third one, but every time I talked about the third one, everyone was always like, "Yeah, number two though." And then you get to unlock Spider Man <laughs> and Wolverine, and like, I was like, "I've never played them." And and but yeah, that I think I think Tony Hawk uh, definitely blew up at number two. And I to to answer Cozy's question, I wished that they 
did the full trilogy, <laughs> the first trilogy. Yeah. As someone who jumped in at number three, I, I'm my heart is broken for them to say one and two only. Well, and that's why for, I think we'll see three and four come as DLC because, and then if they want to attempt uh, to do thugs in American Wasteland. Oof. Yeah, I was gonna say like Thug. Thug is my my Tony yes. Hawk. That is where I found the series. So mm-hmm. I don't think the story or the humor from those games would hold up at all. But I think I'd love to see that come back in some way. Whether it's with a new story that has the same cast, but it's written in such a way that it takes place now. I think that could be hilarious. Don't just go beat for beat of the original. Like mm-hmm. do an original Thug story with this same engine. I think that would be really good. Yeah. For me, um, to answer your question, Cozy, I think uh, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 was the absolute right move for this because they were absolutely, like, as much as people, like, revere the, like, some of the later ones, um, over the last, over the, in the last decade, Activision has kind of, like, taken Tony Hawk and kind of, like, slammed it into the ground yeah. like if you yeah. remember tony hawk pro skater 5 that thing was absolutely abysmal how it made it out of qa <laughs> at all or anything um it is you know a mystery right and they, they're also coming off the um like the the ride and the shred games right which mm-hmm. were those motion control ones which were super cool in concept and actually uh i watched an interview with uh tony hawk uh on GameSpot from about five years ago danny o'dwyer did it and uh tony hawk mentioned that you know he he actually really likes tony hawk ride and tony hawk shred um but it's uh you know they 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 came out at a time where people were trying to get rid of plastic per- peripherals rather than add more to their house um yeah. and so you know that the Tony Hawk series has kind of been on like a it, it needed a break for a while and they kind of took that break and like they re- released Tony Hawk uh Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD which was just the absolute original but with high res textures mm-hmm. um which was fine it was still the original Tony Hawk but it was unambitious um my understanding is that that game also featured some wonky physics decisions that didn't totally jive at what older fans wanted out of the series no as well. it was um it wasn't uh it was physics issues and it was a combination of levels from one and two so it really didn't represent mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well as like this one's doing for instance yeah. yeah, and then we also got five, which no one wants to talk about because it was a complete dumpster fire. Oh my god, it was. I kept hoping worst, five would get good and they'd fix it, and they didn't. They did yeah. this instead. Apparently, this was the so better. It sounds call. like it turned out great. <laughs> I, okay, that okay. Imagine this: they they don't, you know, they got one and two out there right now, and then they add three into it. They add four into it. What it, what are the chances they actually take whatever five, whatever the hell five was, and come up with like a new good actual version of no 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 that old tony hawk pro skater 5 that that doesn't exist anymore this is now tony hawk's pro skater 5 or just just do it as a reboot use the same engine same assets and just do something new with it new story Mm -hmm. new modes new whatever yeah something anything so yeah any any final thoughts on tony hawk around Um, the table the series or this game no I think I think it's really good and absolutely worth. Um, it's it's not it's not full price. Um, I sorry, I only think about it in like American dollars at the moment. Yeah. But it's 40, 40 US, um, so it's not a full sixty dollar game. 
um right which is absolutely astounding for this like um i saw somebody in the chat say that the the multiplayer is a little mediocre and a little half-baked but you know the majority of people aren't really going there for the multiplayer at this point yep so yeah this this is a good foundation for the future and they can add on to it with you know whatever the hell they want i will say i i played multiplayer uh monday night uh or no tuesday night um i don't know one of the nights um with um joe from the uh trophy room podcast um and we were just like it was just the two of us but we were jumping in and out and i actually didn't mind the multiplayer because it was just quick sessions over and over and over again on different levels like best combo best score graffiti and it would just kind of cycle through them you don't really have control over it but it was kind of fun it was all quick everything was timed very quickly so it kept like it felt like it had a nice pace and um like it would always uh move quickly so i don't mind the multiplayer it definitely could like there's more they could do 100 percent. but for what's there i actually didn't have a bad uh, like i had a good time so yeah I this is one that i've been looking game. at yeah, I've been looking at this on the Epic Game Store specifically because I've still got that coupon they gave everyone <laughs> a couple months back or whatever. So I get the game even cheaper, which is like, and I got this PC to play it on now. So why the heck not? Mm-hmm. All right. I think that about wraps up what we have to say on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Nathan, I know you wanted to to bounce out after we got through that. So I'll give you a chance to plug all your stuff, what's coming up, and we'll see you next yeah, week. Yeah, sweet. I appreciate that, guys. Uh, yeah, I have to play Kingdoms of Amalur because I got a code yesterday and I haven't had a chance to play it yet. And uh, they'd like me to review it pretty quickly, so I need to get on that. I'm guessing next week we'll be talking about Kingdoms of Amalur a little bit more. Um, but that being said, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore NMAC. Check out my reviews for Party Hard 2. Should go live tomorrow or the next day, I believe. Um, so, yeah. So we should have some um, good stuff uh, coming down your way. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, and, uh, Swinner, thanks for the great artwork for the and logo for the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. I think it's really great. My pleasure. My pleasure. Right. I'm glad you guys like it. <laughs> alright Nathan we'll see you next week but we're going to continue with uh, talking about not, not I, I, it's hard for me to put into words what Avengers is like it's a game it's the game I'm going to put the most I'm going to put the most amount of hours into this game over anything else that has already come out this year and it's also not great which is weird uh, yeah. Wow. So I'm, go... I, I, I'm shocked that you started off by straight up admitting that. Like I thought it's that not. you were gonna. It's not like there's tons of bugs. There's tons of it. Like this game came out half baked. This game should mm-hmm. not have released when it did, but it did, and I love it. But it has a lot of things that uh, that has to fix for sure. Uh, Spooner. Uh, yes. Alan. Mr. Martinez. Hola. Part of part, apart from the logo, uh, we had you on the show because. You are probably the biggest Marvel nut that I know. That's out of myself. <laughs> Actually, probably more so than me, to be honest. So I, I feel like I feel like initial we're thoughts. On the same yeah. level. I I the it's it's like Mulan. It's very good. <laughs> it's very good. So like a seven. Yeah, like it's a like, seven. It's a spicy, hot, good game. Yeah. Like it's a very strong seven. Oh, I'll even go as far as seven and a half. That's where my heart takes me. I think I think All as right. soon as there's a bit more polish to it, as soon as a few more patches come out, it's gonna hit eight, eight and a half for me, a hundred percent. Okay, uh, let's let's go over. I know AJ, you haven't played it, so yeah. we'll we'll go around the table. We'll talk about how far we've gotten in the game, and we'll we'll keep this spoiler free because I know well, I'll start with myself. I got the game on release date on the Friday, 
and stayed up until I had that day off. I stayed up until like 3 a.m. and finished the story that day. I couldn't put it down. It's so good. <laughs> uh, Cozy, whereabouts did you get to in the game? Uh, and a good way we can do this maybe is we can talk about the number of characters that we have instead okay. of getting into like any spoiler Specifics. character. So, Cozy, uh, I think we talked earlier. You've unlocked all the characters at this point, right? Yeah. Based on uh, other people's impressions, I believe that I'm at the penultimate mission of the game. I'm at the part where you have to harvest certain resources before heading into a large confrontation with a sinister threat that is uh, encroaching upon the Earth's livelihood. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Spooner. Yeah, I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much at the right? same spot. Yeah. I'm about to start that mission. Okay. Uh, well, it, interesting thing about the story is everything is linear. Everything is click this mission. It's the next story mission. That's the only exception where you have to go into other multiplayer missions to gather these resources for the penultimate mission, which is kind of, I mean, it makes sense to try to get people Does to it? dabble in the multiplayer. It is. Yeah. You cannot, there is no, there's no mission tied to gathering those things. You have to go do another mission and, huh. um, I and mean, I, beat okay. up bad guys that give you the things you need. Now that I heard your logic behind it, I get it. Maybe they should have done it a little bit earlier on. Yeah, I think there might have actually been the opportunity to do this more than just once. Um, I get that it is like, it's only what? I think for me, it was about a 10 hour experience to get through mm -hmm. the single player. And I did, I beeline the single player, no other missions except for the two I ended up doing to collect those resources at the end. Um, I love the story they told. Kamala Khan is as, you know, wide-eyed, like, uber fan. Like, you, I see myself in the character oh of Kamala Khan God, because don't even she's so me. into this and I am so into this. And <laughs> uh, by the end of it, Nolan North's Iron Man is not a ripoff, you know, RDJ. He is his own version of Iron Man. Troy Baker is his own banner. Like, by the end of it, I, I really, I'm, I'm shocked. They delivered the single player that they did to be honest how, how spoilerish uh, are we getting with this sorry uh, I, can, I can tell you i don't exactly care um okay. I'm, i'll play it at some point um but don't don't if, if you're holding back for my sake don't worry about it if it's for the audience sake you know you know use your discretion all right. uh, I mean, I want to say myself, I like Kamala Khan a lot as a character. What I will say, though, is that I definitely enjoyed the segments at the beginning of the game in which we got to see Kamala Khan geek out a lot and kind of try to bring the Avengers together and inspire them. Towards the end of the game, there were more than a few segments that I felt to be very reminiscent of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, specifically Miles Morales' journey in that movie. And the way that it's done in this game is not bad at all, but there were more than a few segments, including a like very poignant phone call with a boo that happens towards the end of the game, where I was like, this is very reminiscent of a specific scene in Into the Spider-Verse, and it's not quite as good. It's not really? bad, but it's just it's not hitting in the same way. And that kind of took me out of the experience. IMO. Yeah. I think part of that too can come from, I mean, we can call it superhero fatigue at this point, unfortunately, where there's so much great, like really, really good content that's getting delivered to us. But there's also a lot of the same, uh, like story beats that we do see across a few of these properties, unfortunately. Uh, so it does at times feel a bit samey, but I still love what they did. 
I mean, as someone as someone who's like read comic books since I was a little boy and collected them, and like my parents still have all my issues <laughs> still at their house. Uh, thankfully, they're still hanging on to them and not burning them instead. Uh, samey is is something I guess not that I'm used to or desensitized to because it's 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 all of these stories that sort of stem from each other and draw, just draw inspirations from each other and like. They every every time it's getting spun in different ways and and I just I guess I guess for me in the way I choose to consume these uh, materials and and things that like I I really don't mind the fresh takes and the and the new looks of these things and so when like for you cozy when when Abu calls oh my god that hit me in the gut <laughs> yeah that hit me. her relationship with her dad is very very special yeah and I know it is also. Uh, to a num- like to see a Muslim woman be the center of this huge blockbuster Marvel mm-hmm. campaign, and I saw on Twitter there were a number of people like hearing hearing uh, her dad call call her Beta and like that the, the yeah. significance of hearing that like hear- seeing and hearing the representation of people that look like you in the content you consume is very special. Yeah. We saw that with the passing of Chadwick Boseman how emotional people got over that. And I think that just goes to show how much representation can matter. Oh, it's a big thing nowadays, especially yeah. when, but yeah, at cozy. Another thing that I, I wholeheartedly agree with you is at the beginning of the game, when we're just seeing the world through Kamala's eyes in a day, when that moment comes and she meets that very first superhero, she like meets. Oh my God. I think I started crying. You could probably check well, the tapes I, well, on stream. I started crying. So, <laughs> Uh, I, I want to uh, talk about that as well, because, yeah, I really like that stuff. And what I liked about her first meeting with that superhero and all the subsequent superheroes that she meets with is I feel like it perfectly encapsulates the emotions that are running through one's head when they encounter a celebrity that they oh, look up to the first time. And like the kind of weird interpersonal relationships where, you know, both of you uh, share this one common interest, which is the celebrity in question but outside of that it's like what else do you really kind of have in common and i like how all of kamala's interactions were kind of underscored by that slight awkwardness of like hey you know i'm you know uh the daughter of pakistani immigrants living in america and you're like a person who's been frozen in ice for 50 years or a god from another dimension and it's like we both love you but there's not a whole lot else in common between us. And I, I loved how they, again, just captured both the oh, glee, absolutely. but also slight underlying awkwardness of that, yeah. of meetings. Her like fan, her fangirling all over the place just meant so much to me. <laughs> that was, those are such big moments for me. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a number of other story beats we could get to and touch on because mm. there's, there's just all these little character moments that just feel so, naturally marvel and not necessarily like mcu marvel but just like oh no it just, just feels like a co- it just it yeah. just feels good to see these characters interact in the way they do and like i said troy baker is this hulk for me now it's not you know mark mm-hmm. ruffalo ripoff or rdj ripoff or, yeah that's i think that's, I, mean, I think that's important to 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 know how to separate this game with previous materials mm. Uh, that being said, uh, we're not going to spoil anything in the story uh, in any significant way, but like Widow and Thor are just not there. No? Like, 
I, well, I just yeah. I don't feel like they use the characters to their full like. I feel the that game, yeah. It, like, like I feel like the story and just the story. Like I'm sure it'll open up with the multiplayer and every, all the content they're gonna add after the fact. But it does really center on Kamala, Tony Stark. And oh, absolutely. All the other that, characters are sort of just tangential to the experience. W- and we I don't that that kind of was a bit grating to me. Like I would have liked to have seen more of that once the team is reassembled, so on, so to speak. But. It is what it is. We don't know, you know, what was and was not cut out of this game on the road to its release, and we might never know for some time. But with Natasha and Thor, it definitely does feel like there are plans to foreshadow their introduction into the narrative a lot sooner than they actually appear, and that a lot of that stuff was just cut out. See, and I, it's... I, I think they did foreshadow Black Widow perfectly. But that's you. I mean, you need to know Black Widow's origin to get that foreshadow. Yeah, see, I didn't get it. I had no clue when that oh, reveal okay. did happen that okay. we're not going to talk about. But like, <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, that makes so much sense now." I'm a big dumb dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I, and then I the whole banter that. of her and, and and Tony Stark after that is like, "Oh my, like it's so comic so book, good. and I love it." Yeah, I I think I said it on stream. This is this game is a comic book that I've wanted to play through. If that makes sense. No, that that's exactly how yeah. I feel about the the single player. I, I do um, want to say, like I said, that you know this game, it, it feels at times like certain segments were cut out of it. it uh, to kind of look at things from a more positive perspective, though, I do feel like to me this is a good example of a game where clearly it was made on a very kind of compressed uh, time schedule mm. and i think that they very smartly looked at like all right what should we keep in and what should we cut out and i think that they were very smart in terms of let's keep these things in and we can kind of sideline these things as well i feel like over the past decade there are a lot of games you can point to where clearly the developers wanted to cut as little as possible and that resulted in a much lackluster product here they made some hard decisions but i think that that ultimately in the end improve the experience even though you can sometimes see the cracks in the walls yeah totally. And I, I do want to i do i realize that sounds like i'm damning the team but i do want to praise them because i think that that is like it's not easy to do de- determining like what do we have to cut to ultimately still arrive at a really solid and cohesive product in the end that feels polished all the way through yeah i, I was just that's gonna say that's, that a lot that's of definitely that takes in the industry talent to filter out through the content that you've created and see what needs to stay and what needs to go. I think that's an important thing to have with anything that you do basically. But like one of, one of the things that I do love the most about this game is that you can honestly tell how much love and care there is for the entirety of, of Marvel history. Like I, I, I am geeking out over the nameplate artwork because there's covers and, and, and issues that, that's that's in my parents' basement. Like those are in my boxes. <laughs> like yeah, I when I got that extremist nameplate for Iron Man, I'm just like, yes, <laughs> it's so good. Also, yes, because the Raptors just scored a three. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted. Oh no, <laughs> cut that out. You're a host. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I think ultimately like there's there's a lot the game does well, and I I think we talked earlier like if they had added more of these, oh you have to go in and play like basically pushing you into the multiplayer portions mm. of it as well it wouldn't have felt as tight of an experience as it was because even that one time it happens it pulled me out of it because i'm like okay where do i go oh there's no like i've just been following this mission chain and now it doesn't exist and i have to go figure out something else and google it because i ended up being like okay one of these resources wasn't in the first thing i tried so which missions it actually in and it it 
I, and I can give you guys that tip so you don't make the same mistake. Sweet. I did. But uh, there's, um, yeah, there were there, there there's. It's definitely rough around the edges. Like it oh. did not. It it like it could have used more time, but at the same time, I think it was like with a product like this, it's going to constantly be changing and evolving. That this game today, as like a seven, seven five, whatever you want to call it, is going to look totally different in a year from now, and. Like we had a few weeks ago, we predicted Metacritic score or open critic scores for the rest of the year. And none of us had this above a six. I still think it's going to get delayed. Yeah. You still think it's getting delayed? Yeah, no, I still think still Cyberpunk's getting delayed. <laughs> getting delayed. But this one's kind of out. This one's left the station. Uh, yeah. It's going to go the Amazon route of that game that they released and then unreleased. Um, NBA Live Elite. Yeah. Oh my God. So, like, honestly, for this game to be as, like, people are really liking the story, and as the only one of us who's gotten into the multiplayer portion, um, it's really good when you have, like, it, it's going to be a game where I just, I play it with friends, and we talk about the news or games or, you know, how I'm freaking out about planning or, you know, not planning a wedding, but being involved with a wedding, because my fiance is, you know a workhorse and amazing and she's you know carrying the load i'm just here to help but it's going to be one of those games where it's 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 like appointment gaming where we're just going to get together and chat as friends yeah. and blow stuff up as the avengers and honestly there there's there's more story content to it too outside of the campaign like there are the iconic missions which give you a little mm. more context to some of the characters which is great and i mean i am i'm very happy with this game absolutely i know it's not it's not my game of the year. It's not even close because there's been so much good stuff out this year, but it is the game from this year that I will still be playing in 2022, which I cannot say for anything else that came out this year. No, I'm with you there. Not I'm hundred percent with you there. I cannot wait to play this game with, with all of you and, and all of the friends who have gotten it and are excited to grind out missions with me. I'm super excited to team up with everyone. I I've said this before and I've said it a bunch of times and I I'll keep saying it, but this is, what I wanted Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 to be. A hundred percent. This is exactly what I needed for from from Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Like this, this is how I wanted like next gen Ultimate Alliance or X-Men Legends even. God, if they bring the X-Men into this. Oof. I mean, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. I will right? cry so many tears of joy. We saw X-Men <laughs> DLC for MUA 3, and the developers have already said nothing's off the table. Like, it's yeah. not like when Marvel was like, yeah, you can only use what you want to use. No, like, I, I think the Spider-Man thing is going to leave a bad taste in some people's mouths mm -hmm. just because exclusivity is ultimately bad for the consumer, depending on which side of the fence you fall on. And I know there are people that, uh, you know, there, there's arguments for and against this type of thing. And I know it's going to push more and more people to the PlayStation version. So from that aspect, it's a brilliant move from, from Sony to get this character as exclusive. But as the developer to say, oh, we have access to everything in Marvel. What's the first character we want to work on? 90% of their employees are going to say Spider-Man because Spider-Man's the most popular superhero. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's him and Batman, basically. Right? Neck and neck, I would say. But from a Marvel perspective, yeah, you want to put Spider-Man in there. And if there's only one way to do it, fine. But I think... With Marvel getting back the Fox properties, I don't think there's anything that's off the table no, at this I point agree. for this game. And that unknown of, like, we know we're getting Kate Bishop. We know we're getting Hawkeye. 
they teased in the war table that we are getting Black Panther in some form. Like they wouldn't have created the icon if Ooh, I cannot there wasn't wait already for plans. that announcement. Um, we got the leaks of the files that were in the PC beta. We know Spider-Man's coming next year. We know there's a pipeline of content coming to this game. And that give me a reason to come back to this game every month and I will keep playing your game. Me too. Absolutely. I, I got to say, the way we started out this conversation, I thought you were going to be way more negative the entire way through, Mitch. So it's a little surprising <laughs> we can, seeing how positive you kind of ramped up to being. We can go through uh, the negatives of this game. Yeah, I have a few, honestly, that I haven't gotten oh, to. Oh, I've, I've made, so a like, list. So before, made a list. So before, before we get into that, I just kind of wanted to give, like, my <laughs> outsider's perspective and kind of, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, from the things I've heard and, you know, what kind of inspired me not to pick it up specifically. Um, so so one of the criticisms uh, of it is that, you know, yeah, it's 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 not it's not bad to play single player and you have your your AI teammates behind you, um, you know, but of course, it's going to be best with a group of friends. Right. Yes. Um, in regards to the single player aspect of it, um I feel like from what I from what I gather um some people are saying that it might have been better if they had taken the inst instead of investing time into the the games as a service aspect of uh of it and and making it a, a destiny like and potentially learning some of the right and some of the wrong lessons from destiny over the years um what they could have done differently like one, one of the things that that i heard described was when you're playing as one player or one character what if there was a button where you could just switch to your ai companion and you're suddenly just playing as that character like if this was a focused single player experience where you were playing as the entire avengers and you know, you could swap back and forth like, hey, I need to go over here. I'm going to be Iron Man and run over the, and, and fly over there. But, you know, oh, crap, uh, you know, Black Widow's getting picked on down there. I'm going to swap to Black Widow and then, you know, be the AI, at, be, be the player and then kick ass out of, you know, get Black Widow out of, the, out of her precarious situation or whatever. Um, you know, he, hearing some stories like that and and whatnot just kind of it didn't i i was not optimistic about this game and i'm I, hearing your guys enthusiasm for the story and everything you know does make me kind of want to pick it up but i think at this point i'm gonna wait until next gen when like loading times are down that's spider-man is there spider-man is Ooh, there yeah. that's my boy. when they replace <laughs> the penultimate resource gathering mission with something else yeah something <laughs> anything but I, yeah, I, I mean, another one of the major pain points is something that I remember just because of what you brought up, AJ. There are certain doors that can only be opened by certain characters. So Iron Man and Black Widow can like hack certain doors. The bigger characters can blow up like destructible doors, but they can't do the opposite action. So like if you're not playing as Hulk on a level with a destructible door, you're not getting the gear that's behind that door. And vice versa, if you find a, a, a hacking door and you're playing as Kamala, you're not getting through it. So, like, it's these little things of, like, get, if there was a ping system or a way to, like, instruct the AI what to do, like, go smash this thing, that'd be great. But there isn't. And seeing that you're missing out on this thing is also kind of just 
it triggers FOMO of, oh, if I'm playing this with other people, we're not going to miss this stuff. And it's still, yeah. again, just trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, subtly push you into the multiplayer aspects of it, which for a game of this type is okay. But like when I'm running through the single player, I don't want to see a room that I can't go into with the character you're telling me to play as. Like yeah. it's, it can be a bit messy from that respect. No, that's that, no, honestly, that's totally fair. I would love to be able to switch between characters. I feel like it would be doable because I mean, like every character, even the AI has all of their abilities and all of their gear equipped and stuff anyways yeah. already. Um, but I don't know how much it would take to code that or develop that. And obviously their vision was to have it. So you play with friends, but yeah, that, that if you had that mechanic, that would be an eight. <laughs> that would have pushed yeah. this game up 0.5. I think like knowing how complex, like we see how much it has to load to get you into oh, each yeah. level. There's like four loading screens you have to go through. Yeah. So the amount of processing it must be doing in the back end to be able to render that with your character, with its abilities, with the AI controlling everything else, it I can see it being a technical limitation and being able to do that. Maybe the power of next gen unlocks that, but I think for now, because you have to think about this as you're you're designing for the lowest common denominator, which at this point is a launch Xbox One or PS4. Like they, they they just can't handle the, the like this game is a game that has has to have been destined for next gen, basically since they realized next gen was the thing. Yeah. So I think we're gonna see a lot of improvements as we get closer to launch of the new consoles, and then also leading into next year with more content, more updates, more patches. I think that's where we're going to see a ton of that. Also, quick update for everyone here with us. It is Wednesday night. The Raptors just won game six in double overtime. We're going to game seven. I am excited. Yes. Let's go, Raps. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Let's go. So, we did it. Right. We're talking about Avengers. So yeah. Ended in I a scuffle, too. And got distracted. Yeah, um, it did. It's, here's one word with a negative. For an interesting game seven. Can I give a word for a negative yeah. for the for the for the game? You may. Yeah. Vibration. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh god. G bus. I mean, not, not G bus in chat, blur. but like, goodness gracious. <laughs> Vibration yeah. is blur. is is super excessive. I think you can turn down the screen shake, so I guess that's something. But like, I think they added that after the beta. <laughs> I wish they did the same thing with vibration, because holy crap, there was a yeah. moment where my hands went numb because See, of for how me, there was intense. a moment where I I, I put the controller down put... at one point and it shook its way off of my table. <laughs> I was gonna say that just means you have to put the controller somewhere else. Oh, getting if spicy! Wanted, if you're interested in having some fun. <laughs> You know where to put that controller. In the fridge. I, I gotta plug it in so that the battery doesn't die because that much vibration <laughs> in a rechargeable battery is not gonna last very long. Dude. And I know people are gonna say, oh, just get an Xbox and then you don't have to worry about that rechargeable was... batteries, but no one wants to work with double A's. Come on. That was I'm kind of surprised to hear your complaints about vibration because that's not really something I had to deal with, to be honest. Oh, really? No, I, I, oh my I God. can't say it was. it's really complained that of mine during the game. I felt it since the beta, and it was just absolutely excessive, even in the single. I player. think they might have they might have toned it back a bit from the beta. I didn't find it as egregious as I did when playing the beta. In the beta, it was like my hands were shaking when I finished playing. Here, it was Ooh. less of that, but it still needs work for yeah. sure. I, 
I can agree with the motion blur point, though. But oh, yeah. thankfully, the moments where it's very motion blurry aren't too often. I am wondering, though, is, you know, pie in the sky. We all play this on PS4. Maybe it's not as bad on PC or Xbox. And I'm thinking maybe it's this bad on PS4 because they've already designed the game to take advantage of the adaptive dual triggers sense. and the, the dual sense vibration yeah. and all that and the new controller. Yeah. So maybe it's just for PS4, it's just an on or an off. But we on the a... next gen, it'll have that 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 ramp up to that real a... good, good vibration. We need a Stadia take. I yeah, agree. but we would have to know someone who bought it on Stadia to have that. Yeah, that's true. Why, is why isn't in the, in that Avengers Discord? Why isn't there a Stadia a channel yet? Like, yeah, sure, there may be one person, PC. but like, yeah, that PC. doesn't count. That's well, there's at least one. St- so, for those who don't know, in the kind of funny community, we created a Discord for people that want to play Avengers. Invite.gg/kfavengers. And what started out as a six-person Twitter DM thread is now over 300 people that want to play this game together. And the reason they want to do that is because public matchmaking is duty and a broken pile of dog crap. Oh, no. <laughs> it's ba- like, if you get into a game with somebody, think about it this way. We're all on voice comms saying, oh, I'm going to this objective over here. Oh, there's a box here. Oh, there's what? You just end up in a game with someone who just runs the main objective, doesn't get any oh, of the side stuff, yeah. and just leaves you behind, does whatever they want, just pulls you through the experience that's not going to be fun no, not at all we're lucky that we're probably not going to have to deal with that because we'll either play on our own with ai because we're anti-social nerds or we'll use that or a combination of that discord the kind of funny toronto discord spooners discord to find a group of people that want to play this game because there's always someone who wants to play this damn game because it's so much fun to play with people wholeheartedly agree so but that's definitely an issue with the game matchmaking needs to be fixed they need to add a ping system i think they're working on it like they've talked about it yeah 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 could could this game have used six more months in the in the oven i think so to, to it got it that to put that stuff in it before i think they so release the whole thing i mean they already did i i feel like this game it was I don't know if it was Square or if it was Marvel, but someone said this game's got to come out before the new consoles come out because they mm. want to be part of the conversation at launch. Now knowing that at the console launch, we're, see- we're, we're going to see within launch window Spider-Man, Ratchet & Clank. On Xbox, we're going to see... So they want to be part of that conversation of when you talk about next gen, you're talking about Assassin's Creed, you're talking about Watch Dogs, you're talking about Cyberpunk, and you're talking about Marvel's Avengers. I'm sorry, I, I had to. That was too I, good. I'm sorry. I vote, I vote they. I think they should bring Master Chief to the Avengers. In I agree. I was gonna say Smash, but ooh, that would be high. Goku for Smash, Master Chief for Avengers on Xbox. <laughs> So, I mean, the game is not without its faults, but I'm still having a blast. I'm not going to stop playing anytime soon. Uh, Cozy, Spooner, any final thoughts on the Avengers? I, I, I think that the campaign is stronger than I think myself and many other people were anticipating it to be. But I think that it is also in many regards somewhat disappointing. And I don't have enough of an opinion yet on the, like 
entire multiplayer experience to say yet whether I'm going to be continuing to play it that extensively. I will still gladly play it whenever you have a moment, Mitch, and you need a fourth wingman, like 100% all the time, because I've always got a podcast that I also want to listen to in the background or some Japanese to kind of like idly tap away at. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it, it's better than I think myself and many other people were expecting, and I think that's ultimately put my whole opinion of the game in a much higher regard than I expected to be going into it, but that still doesn't discount the way in which this game kind of fails its source material. Are you ultimately glad that, I know we talked about this for a few weeks, like you wanted to get in on the ground floor of one of these games as a service. Are you glad that you're here right now in this conversation as part of this? Is this something you feel like you're going to want to grind to level 50, power level 150 on any of these characters. Oh, also, grinding for the, the challenge cards or the character cards, that's going to take friggin' forever. Like, they... Uh, I would say to answer your question, Mitch, like, ask me that in, like, two or three weeks. Because okay. right now, I have not at all wrapped my head around all the game's various systems. IMO, I think that there are a little needlessly convoluted what with there being like eight different resource types and a dozen different vendors and so on and so forth but there have been many instances in the past in which i've been unable to wrap my head around a similarly complicated system in games of similar natures to this one and i eventually get around to it so tbd tbd okay those challenge cards for those characters they're, they're going to take forever to grind out a thousand credits for the next battle pass and we know we knew there was going to be monetization in this game, and it, I wish it were, you know, going to be easier to grind that out. But it's going to be a grind for that stuff, and that kind of still rubs me the wrong way. But I know yeah. I kind of interrupted our final thoughts, Spooner. Cool. Um, um, anything? I I am wholeheartedly loving the story. I've already said it that like it. This is this is playing through one of like my favorite comic book storylines that I've never read before. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm digging it. It's such it's it's because it's such a comic book vibe. Like even all the moments, even all like the cheesy moments and stuff like that are just things I'm super down for because I've I've always been down for. Um, there are a bunch of bugs. There are some things that they need to fix. They they do need to add a ping system for multiplayer. I'm I'm though to like sum up everything that I'm feeling about this game is like, I cannot wait to finish the story tomorrow and hop in a game with you and, and other friends, Mitch. Cause like, yeah, I think this is, this is going to be a game that I'm going to be playing weekly. 100%. Like I, the only thing that bothers me the most is like how much I have on my plate in general. So like you telling me how much grind it's going to take for those challenge cards to complete is breaking my heart. But yo, I'm let's do it. I'll finish those challenge cards in 2026. I'm good. Yeah, if you fo if you focus on one or two characters, you'd probably be okay. Like, I was focusing on Cap. Spoilers, Captain America is in the game. What? Um, what? <laughs> Excuse me? I'm sorry. What? He got died. It had to happen before the end of the show. <laughs> um, so I was grinding his challenge card earlier today, and, like, the challenges were doable, but there were also some challenges of, like, complete five villain sector missions which are the ones that always end in a boss fight and if you don't have a team that's leveled that can go into that boss fight of yeah. four characters either ai or not you're gonna get wiped in that boss fight so it's like there's a bit of rng-ness yeah. to it that i 
don't like out of the the daily and the weekly tasks that is that is one thing um going back to what cozy said about the amount of vendors and resources the the feeling of that like mobile game bullcrap you know what i mean oh yeah like like oh you only have this much energy oh it sucks you gotta wait for tomorrow and then like (laughs) you need you need this much of this and this much of that but then wait you gotta meet you gotta meet up with this guy and get all of his resources and go back this way the only thing that like bothers me like that's i think that's one of the the big things of this game that bothers me the most is is uh yeah how what cozy said how how convoluted it is i'm just gonna go to the gear menu and just hold l2 and just equip the best stuff and i'll I'll, I'll, let me let me keep going back to my game (laughs) that's fair yeah all right aj anything you want to add to our conversation for a game you have not played um no i just uh i hope it continues to be as good for you guys as it seems to be uh it seems like the <laughs> the story is there um it's just the the game needs more something i don't know what but needs something um yeah, i'm yeah. i'm i'm setting i i know i'm going to get lost in this game i'm i have set up a full stream overlay setup thingy that is just for avengers I do not stream games. I'm going to stream this game because I need more excuses to play this game. <laughs> if I didn't have my branding and stuff already, I would have been on that same boat with you. <laughs> All right. I think with that, we can wrap up this lovely episode of Press YYZ, a video game podcast. Again, you can find us here at twitch.tv slash press YYZ every week at Wednesday around eight. And uh, yeah, let's just go around the room. Everyone can plug their stuff. Cozy, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Alex Cozina, and you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Live. Right after the stream, I'm most likely going to be finally putting the end cap on the Avengers single-player campaign. So look forward to that. AJ? Uh, you can find me all over the internet at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. Alan, thank you again for joining us for this lovely episode. Thank you for the wonderful artwork. And if people wanted to keep up with you, where would they find you on that their internet? First of all, thank you guys for having me. It's, this was fun. I haven't, like I said before, I haven't podcasted in, in over a year. Uh, so this this felt really good. This felt this felt really awesome to jump back into. I was so nervous, so nervous. I think I still am. You did a phenomenal job. <laughs> I think it. I still am. Thank you guys. Thank you, and thank you for the opportunity to to create the logo with you guys. That was a blast. You guys were really fun to work with. Uh, socials, you can see it in chat right now. Underscore Spooner with no e on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and then on Twitch.tv/Spooner with three O's and no e. Yeah, and you can find me all over the internet at Mr. Mitch George, except on Xbox and Origin, but we can get into that at a later date. With that being said, thanks for hanging out with us, and more importantly, thanks for playing.